Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel and welcome back to the second match preview of the season. After the 5-1 victory against Aston Villa at the weekend just gone, we turn our attentions to the Manchester City away game on Saturday. I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one and I am joined this week by Daryl and Andy. Andy mate, how are you doing? Good mate, thank you. Can't wait for the title charge to keep going. Yeah, top of the league. Who would have thought it? Eh? Um, long may it continue. Daryl, mate, are you still buzzing after the weekend's results? Oh, honestly, I mean, you know, you watch all of the games and you look at all the games that were played over the weekend of that opening weekend. And to be honest, Man City and maybe Arsenal are the only two that have really given us cause for concern out of everybody else in the league. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was totally not expecting the five-one win on on Saturday, um, and that's blown me away completely. And to see us just come into the new season without stepping foot off the gas from last season is just unreal for me. I can't believe it. It was very, very good to see. And Chris and I did a match reaction on the Sunday. So if you want to go and check that out after you watch this video, be our guest. You are more than welcome to. So before we get started, here is a word from our sponsor. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right then, so Saturday evening, 19th of August, it's an 8pm kickoff. These must be new for this season. It's horrible. Uh, it's on TNTBT, NBC, whatever you want to call it. It's on TNT. <laughs> the new BT Sports. The one that isn't Sky. Um, the one that yeah. isn't Sky or Amazon. Um, or Satanta Sports. It doesn't get any ITV Sports. Is that still a thing? No. Uh, yeah, it's on TNT. Um, so 
you know, if you've got Sky, you've got to pay extra for it. And I think if you've got Virgin, you get it for free. Um, it's obviously an away game at the Eddie Hard. Uh, Daryl will jump straight into it. Last time we played Man City at the Eddie Hard, bit of a hangover. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it was a week after the League Cup final, and um, you know the way the League Cup final went, it was a repeat of that scoreline as well, with it being a two 0 win to Man City. I remember having been there at the time that Phil Foden gave Dan Byrne the runaround in the build up to the the first goal, which he scored. Um, it sort of went in under the, it, you know, like Foden can do. He sort of like he can lose himself from his man really easily and find himself in little pockets of space. Um, and then Bernardo Silva in the second half with a, a goal at the other end. Um, and I think, you know, that game sort of was the end of our poor run of form, if you include the League Cup final in that as well. Because after that game, we just went on this run of one loss in nine, which was just unreal, which we covered last week because it was Aston Villa who beat with in, <laughs> yeah. in that run of nine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that game at that point in terms of league form was only our second loss of the season, having lost to Liverpool only in, in, in the in the corresponding weeks at the beginning of the season there. Um and obviously having drawn three three with them at St James's in the second second or third game of the season, I think it was. Um and the interesting one for me that day, which we'll come on to later when we talk about starting lineups and whatnot, was Jamal Lascelles started that game ahead of Fabian Shea. And what I specifically remember about his performance in that game was the man marking that he did on Erlen Haaland, which was he to be well. honest he did really well. He kept him quiet and he didn't score any goals. Um, and I think there was one point in the first half um, where Haaland had broken through and Lascelles just came in and absolutely cleaned him out. Now, it wasn't a foul. It was a fair tackle. He won the ball and everything. But it was such a hard, forceful challenge. And I just remember Erlen Haaland, you know, a lot of people would have gone down and like tried to claim and like, snapped themselves in half a broke leg or something. Erlen Haaland was like, Fair enough, got up, carried on. And he was like, finally, a worthy challenger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, somebody that was prepared to give him a game and really make him work for his money. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't had the best of times down at Man City in, re- in recent seasons either. You know, I don't think we've won there since 2013, I think it is. You know, such a long time ago now. And even then, the that would have been the league, I think that would have been the League Cup game, yeah. The Rolando Island game. yeah. And Sissoko, was it Sissoko as well? Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't been down there for a long, long time. Um, but who knows? Maybe this weekend is the time it changes. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, Andy. Obviously, it's another early fixture to play City, similar to last season. Um, obviously, it's a different game because it's the one last season was a home fixture. But early on in the season, City do tend to take a little bit of getting going. They're like a like an old. An old, trusty, faithful car it takes a little quite a while to warm up, but once it's running, it's unstoppable. Um, obviously, you know, playing City so soon in the season, do you prefer that, or would you rather, you know, avoid them as much as can, accumulate as many points as you can, and then, you know, go into the game with the hope that you can nick a point or even all three? Um, or are we now going into this match full of confidence, expecting three points? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I guess. There's never a good time to play the best team in the world, and that's what they are. Uh, you are right to do start slow, but I think it's slow relative to how they end, because the end of the season, winning 20 games back-to-back, they always start the season looking like a really good team, but they're just maybe not quite as on it, a little bit sloppy, missed chances. 
And I think that was definitely the case seasons gone previous where they didn't have Haaland, whereas now they're starting the season and he's getting two goals immediately. And everyone looks at the fantasy team going, what is the point of this when he's just going to score all the points this year? <laughs> but um, I think when Although, we looked at the opening fixtures... If you'd um, played Isak and Captain Disak, you'd have the same number of points. It makes no difference. Well, if he keep, if he has the same goal-scoring record <laughs> as Haaland by the end of the year, we're absolutely laughing, aren't we? Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, I think when we all looked at the early fixtures, we thought, oh, this is obviously a really, really hard run. I think statistically it is genuinely the hardest run of any of the teams. Yeah. But you've got to play these teams twice anyway. So why not do it now? We're obviously, like Daryl said, coming off the back of an amazing result. And for, mm-hmm. uh, this is maybe the first time in my lifetime since Man City's takeover where we're going, do you know what? We can go to the Etihad and give these a really good game rather than just thinking, yeah. I'm just going to go and play my Xbox for the afternoon instead. <laughs> well, you can't play in the afternoon because it's an 8 o'clock kickoff, as I mentioned earlier. Don't know what that's yes. about on a Saturday. Anyway, um, <laughs> Daryl, Man City are actually playing this evening as we record on the Wednesday in the, the Super Cup. Yeah. Um, against Sevilla. Um, it's, does that work to our advantage a little bit, given the fact they've got a midweek game, or are Man City pretty accustomed to having a, a midweek European game and then a weekend Premier League one? I mean, given the strength of their squad, then they're quite clearly capable of playing fixtures as, as often as they are. But again, you have to think that one of our strengths last season was not having the extra competition to, to think about in the early part of the season, which contributed massively to our form. Now, until the Champions League kicks off properly in September, we're in that position where it's just like last season, aren't we? So it's a case of we have the full week to prepare. I have a pretty confident idea that Eddie and everybody is connected to the coaching side. Maybe even some of the players will be watching this game tonight with an idea of watching to see how Man City play because a lot of the players that will play tonight you would think will be playing on Saturday, especially now that Kevin De Bruyne is missing from the game with his hamstring injury. Mm. for later on. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah so I think this it could it, you know I think it definitely helps us it's an advantage for us um, but again you can't deny the quality of the Man City squad can you not at all and and Andy they've actually added to that squad in the summer not as much as maybe as you'd expect from a club with the money that Man City have with the you know the revenue that they have and the the almost non-existent FFP worries because of that revenue <laughs> That Man City have, but um, they have brought in a few players over the summer so far. Yeah, well, for the first team, it's, it's just the two, really. And it's like you say, I think you always expect these teams to go absolutely mental in the transfer window. Um, obviously, it's Chelsea that's been leading the way so far, but just the two, really. I think one of them was quite surprising, which was Kovacic from Chelsea. Mm. He's always kind of gone about his business pretty quietly at Chelsea, and he's one of these players where you don't really hear of him necessarily but then when you watch a Chelsea game you go do you know what he's a really tidy footballer a really good player and he, he fits into Man City system really well he's obviously very good on the ball in tight spaces like you have to be in a pep team don't think he's quite a Gundogan replacement which I think mm. some people are saying he is I don't think he's that sort of player I don't think he necessarily has the goal poaching ability and that amazing football IQ that Gundogan has but still a great great signing and then they signed um, Vardiol which I'm sure is nothing to do with the fact that it's basically just Guardiola, but <laughs> from that part of the world. Um, so he was the, obviously the big marquee signer from Leipzig, 90 million quid, um, left-sided centre-back. He fits into that four-centre-back system that Man City like. Only, you think, 21-year-old, but seems to have the world at his feet. It feels like he's been around forever just because he's at that elite level um, already. So, yeah, amazing signing. I think one thing that is interesting with Man City is, like you say, they, they've had some people go as well. I think yeah. Mahrez leaving seemed really odd. 
Um, and Gundogan as well, he's, he's been the iconic figure of so many comebacks. Obviously, people remember the Aguero goal that that first title they won. But Gundogan's done that twice now, where he scored last-minute <laughs> goals to get them the title. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and just to sort of piggyback on the back of that, Pep Guardiola's done interviews in the past where he's always said, Man City don't have any squad depth, and everyone always scoffs and goes, oh, yeah, come on, you've got all the ridiculous <laughs> players on the bench. But when you actually look at them properly as a squad, they do have these big gaps in the squad, and it's really weird. Obviously, they've got the, like they've got this luxury where they can go, oh, we'll just bench Phil Foden, because that's obviously what big teams can do. But when you look, they don't really have a left-back at all. They have to put Ake there and Akanji. They basically just put left-footed centre-backs there, a bit like what we do, I mm. suppose. And yeah. at right-back, they only really have Kyle Walker, who's a proper right-back. And then when you look at the front line, it's kind of like, right, you've got Grealish and Foden as wingers, but now you've lost Mahrez and you don't have Sterling. Who else do they have? They, you know, when you look at their bench, it's always kids. So they, they do need to beef their squad. And like with De Bruyne being injured, they are potentially only a couple of injuries away from, weirdly, like having a, a thin squad. Yeah, um, it's a thin squad, but it's a quality thin squad. They do have a yeah. lot of players that, you know, we, we normally do a feature on the show called Players to Watch. And to be honest, you could just list all of them um, because they all have their strengths. Um, obviously, we've just talked about Kevin De Bruyne being injured. Um, Daryl, just touching on that injury, that probably, you know, no one likes to wish an injury on any player, and especially not a player of Kevin De Bruyne's quality and calibre. But for us, that couldn't have come at a better time, could it? No, um, you're absolutely right, Scott. I think it's, you know, you're absolutely right in that we don't like to wish injuries on anybody, but that has come, that has just come at such a fortunate time for us to go into the game playing at the, at the air he had with them. And you also have to push it back to how our midfield three performed on, on Saturday against Aston Villa. And you just feel that that battle in the middle between the, the, the three set, like the, the, the sets of three midfielders that we we're playing our systems is going to be so crucial to that game. And I really can't wait to watch and see how that plays out. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. Um, it, I, oh, just thinking about it now, it's, it's just got me, me mind's just starting to whirl and the cogs are starting to, to turn. You can hear them squeaking with the rust and all that, but it's really starting to make it feel like, it's like trying to work out how it's going to play out in your head. It's, it's mental. It is. I mean, when I'm talking about obviously it hasn't come to the best time, what I'm alluding to there, Andy, is City are going to need to adjust because they kind of rely on De Bruyne quite a lot in the middle of that park. Um, and especially, like you say, they've lost Gundogan as well, who used to be the one who'd come on for De Bruyne or you know, mm. play alongside him to help them out. It may take them a few games to find a system which works without him. And if we're the you know second game, because obviously they're playing tonight, um, they may still be a bit rusty in that area. Yeah, I mean, Pep will obviously have a plan B and he'll he'll know the best players that can go in for there. Just not about players before, they've obviously still got Bernardo at the time for recording. It looks like he's going to stick around. He obviously can go on the right, but can also do that job in the middle. But I think from a tactical point of view, we saw Man City last year going a little bit more direct and giving the ball to De Bruyne a bit deeper and saying, can you ping it along diagonal? Whereas obviously the typical Pep tick attacker ball was just keep passing it around the box <laughs> side to side until you eventually the other team just got bored and then they let you score. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is going to take a lot of adapting. And I think just from set pieces as well, obviously they've got quality across the pitch. I didn't mean to sort of belittle their team because obviously they are ridiculous, but they are going to have to adapt. And I think they obviously thought De Bruyne had recovered from the hamstring injury he got in the Champions League. They put him straight in um, into the Premier League and um, idiots like me put them in the fantasy team. So there you go. 
But um, <laughs> they, yeah, they, you never know. They, they might struggle. And it's it's yeah. weird to see that the team like this has a chink in their armour. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Bernardo Silva. He is potentially injured for the game as well. Uh, I think he got an illness yesterday. He misses the mm. game tonight, so it'll be touch and go. And they've also got Ruben Diaz, who's out, and John Stones, who, again, I think he's travelled with the City squad tonight. Or, well, yesterday. They wouldn't have went tonight to play a game of football. Um, so he'll probably be fit for um, the weekend as well. But, yeah, looking at the list of injuries, it was De Bruyne, Ruben Diaz, Bernardo Silva, and John Stones as of today, as of Wednesday morning. Uh, when I check this, so you know, obviously, you'd expect John Stones to probably would drop into that central defensive midfield role that he did so well uh, towards the end of last season, especially with the new centre back that they've signed in Guardiol. Um, yeah, again, it, it could just be getting adjusted to a new system. We don't know. We'll see what happens. I think tonight could be quite telling um, about what type of team they will field at the weekend. Um, the thing with City is they could easily field a. I don't want to say a weaker team, but a lesser team against us, knowing that they've got the rest of the season to catch mm-hmm. to catch up if that if that's needed. Yeah. Like like we've said, like they could easily go on a twenty-five game unbeaten run. Um, you know, in a blink of an eye. I think they did it last season. I think it was close to that. Um we'll see. It'll be an interesting one to watch. Daryl will turn our attentions to Newcastle, given that we are a Newcastle United podcast, believe it or not. Um <laughs> We are obviously recording this before Eddie Howe's press conference on Friday, so we don't know any updates to our injuries. But as of recording, it's the same as last week. It's Willick, it's Mankio, and it's Kraft. Um, To be honest, I don't know if that would even change the lineup at all, even if they were fit. Um, But it's nice that we came out with the game at the weekend, given how much intensity we played with. Pretty much scar-free. Yeah, and, and the other crucial thing about that as well, Scott, is it looked like we still had plenty in the tank as well. You know, the fitness yeah. levels and the stamina and all that were absolutely through the roof against Asper. And, you know, as we all know, that's what you need against the Man City team as well. No matter which, what kind of Man City team it is in this pep uh, revolution that he's got going on there, <laughs> you need to be fit and you need to be able to move around the pitch for the whole of the... I, I don't even want to say 90 minutes anymore because it's going to be about 115 <laughs> or whatever, given all this yeah. added time we're going to have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you need to have those fitness levels, and I think that was one of the standout things from any of the games last weekend was how our fitness levels seem to stand out against everybody in the league. To be fair, um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see on that front. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know, I think I've talked about this on Monday on the Always Smiling Face podcast. Eddie's obviously given each player an individual training regime over the summer, and Eddie's mentioned it himself, like you know, the likes of Andersons come back fitter than anybody else really put the graft in. Um, and it seems like a lot of them have. There's a, there's a lot of like I said, a lot of a lot of gas in the tank, shall we say. Um obviously uh last week we didn't do a potential lineup because we talked about the new signings, but we will turn our attention to what we think a lineup's gonna be, Andy. Um do you envision any changes from the weekend given it's an away game, given the team that we're playing, do you think Eddie Howe's gonna make any changes at all or do you think it's just gonna be as you are, lads, let's keep it up. I feel like it's harder this year than it was last year because of the depth we have now. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say, really. Like Daryl mentioned before, we did slot ourselves in there last year. And mm-hmm. I don't think how is the type to sort of necessarily completely change his system and his personnel just because of another team. I think 
I don't think he's necessarily going to put another defender in there or anything like that. But obviously the reality is Man City are amazing and we're not at their level yet. So yeah. it, it's hard to say. I think the back four will probably change. This, will probably stay the same. Um, I, I would say maybe one of the only positions we might see a bit of difference is maybe some extra running from Longstaff if Tenali isn't quite a hundred percent sharpness yet. He obviously put a bit of a shift in. Was he only stubbed off on like ninety minutes uh, in, in stoppage time? Maybe so. Yeah, maybe change one of the bodies in midfield just for a bit of extra freshness, um, and then potentially Wilson instead of Isak, and then potentially Barnes start instead of Gordon. But it's nice problems to have all across the pitch. It is, and, and we used to say this every week, last week in the match previews. It's it's, it's not it's not nice that, but it's it's nice that it's not all all headache. Now yeah. you mentioned earlier about um, obviously Dan Byrne getting the run around from Phil Forden in the mm -hmm. last fixture that we played against them. Um, is there any potential for moving Trippier over at the left just to kind of weather that storm a little bit and bring in Livermento after a what a week and a half's worth of training? Um, do you think that could maybe be a change? Idea how looks to do just to you know maybe. He's by cover on both flanks um yeah i mean i understand the the notion of the question as well so i still have a feeling in my head that he'll go and change completely from from aston villa so i think it would be exactly the same 11 that started but it is an option that's available to him if he wanted to try that um yeah. just to try and counteract the the threat that phil forden brings and the only thing i would say as andy sort of alluded to as well is it just sticks in my mind that he I would have said that the inclusion of Lascelles against Man City last season sort of came out of the blue. Nobody really expected it to be him that came in. So that sort of plays on my mind of whether or not he'll repeat that feat again, I don't know. Mm. The other one that comes into mind, just thinking about it there, is... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Barnes or Gordon on the left wing. Which one is it? Which one is it going to be? But I like I say, I think he'll go unchanged. And then if he needs to make any changes to make any impact off the bench, then he's got that He's got that strength and depth to, to choose from. Yeah. I mean, obviously the other wing as well, Miggy or... Murphy. I mean, Murphy mm. did well when he came out and got his assist. <laughs> it's, like we said, we've said it time and time again. It's it's a nice problem to have, and it's. Do you know? It's sorry, Scott. Do you know what it is as well? I think I'm pretty sure Jacob Murphy is the last Newcastle player to score at the end. He had as well in it. I think he, under Rafa, I'm sure he scored a, a counter-attacking goal in a game there. Um, we'll so that that's an interesting. No more. Get him on. <laughs> get him started. Get him on. I will say, yeah. though, I think with the, with the left wing thing, sorry, Scott, I think with the left oh. wing thing between Gordon and Barnes, I think if you know you're going to have less of the ball, potentially Barnes is better as that pure counter-attacker because we've yeah. seen how clinical he is. I mean, he only had like five touches. And two of, one of them was an assist. One of them was nearly an assist. Another one was a goal. So maybe in mm -hmm. that sort of situation, he's better. But obviously, Gordon, we, we know his quality. So, yeah, good problems to have. Yeah, that, I mean, you get... You get the running with Gordon and you also get, I don't know, and again, I haven't seen too much of Harvey Barnes on the defence, but with Gordon, you know you're going to get that defensive cover. But Dan Byrne might need it if he does start with Dan Byrne and it's Phil Ford up against him. So, yeah, I mean, can we pick 22 players? Well, I think we're going to need to, right? Because it's uh, it will be much easier. Um, well, 23, uh, 21, sorry. Nick Pope will be in goal. I think that's, that's a given. 
Um, Daryl, Carla Wilson on the um, the podcast he does, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the added time and how it can be, you know, mm -hmm. 120 minutes or whatever. He embraces it. He he sees that as more opportunities to score. Um, do you think this new, you know, added, well, I don't want to say new, but the new added time rule where it's by the clock and as the ball goes out of play, will play a lot nicer into the likes of your players like Wilson, who maybe are now kind of expecting to start on the bench, but they know they're going to get at least, you know, 45 minutes. Even if they come on at 70 minutes, they could still get a good, you know, a good half of football. Um, depending on what happens in the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, do you think that plays into their hands a bit better and it also helps Eddie Howe manage his squad a little bit better when it comes to benching players? I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the potential for extra minutes for all of your subs is, is huge in, in that respect. And as much as it's probably going to help the game, this new rule for me personally gives me anxiety as a fan because I'm thinking if I'm in an away game and I've got a train to catch to get home and we end up having to play an extra 20-odd minutes of added time... It just pushes your time scales all the way back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I it didn't realise it was eight o'clock. So much. Um, so uh, I, I, I absolutely support it in the fact that it makes the game more fairer and better and all that and everything we've just discussed there. But for me as a fan, it's given me massive anxiety about making travel arrangements to go to these games. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wilson is the kind of player, like you say, who's going to absolutely flourish with any extra minutes he can get on top of... Uh, 15 20 minute cameo that he would make it in the second half of the game, or even Isaac, for that matter, if it's Wilson that starts a game. Um, and you know, as I alluded to earlier, with our fitness levels, that plays into our hands even more because we're incredibly fit this season. So, yeah, any extra cool. time that we're going to face, we're going to be ready for, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny, you won't say, Oh, it's an eight o'clock kickoff, and it'll finish this. It's nine o'clock kickoff for me. So, if it does have like, 20 <laughs> minutes, it's going to be midnight by the time that's over. Um, so you won't you've got to get a train home as well. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm gonna get a fight. No, you won't see me in the instant match reaction uh, on Saturday night if it is that way. Uh, we'll move on to our predictions. And as it was so good last week, we're continuing with it. The members' prediction is here. Um, last week we had a three-one victory predicted, and it was five-one. So let's see what we've got this week. This week we have Dan, uh, and here is his prediction. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Dan Ewing and this is my match day prediction for the upcoming Newcastle versus Manchester City game. Um, Newcastle going into the game on a high um, after the 5-1 demolition of Aston Villa um, Saturday gone, um, which left us top of the league. Um, Man City playing through the week um, in Europe and the potential for them to pick up further injuries or knocks um, in that game. Um, so the prediction for the upcoming match is Newcastle... Um, Two, Manchester City two, um, and goals for Newcastle from Alexander Isak and Sven Botman. Up the Maggies. There you have it. Up the Maggies. A two-all draw, Daryl. Uh, goals from Isak and Botman. Um, what is your prediction? Well, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news here. I think it's going to be a two-one Man City win. And, and that's simply because of our previous record at the Etihad and just the undying quality of Erling Haaland as their centre-forward. And I know he didn't get on the score sheet last season and he was kept out, but then you have to look at where he's got strength and the rest of that team has pep and he's got the likes of your Fordens and your Grealishes who can cause all sorts of bother. Um, I think it'll be a lot tighter than it was last season, hence why I've gone with the 2-1 the, the over a 2-0 or anything like that. 
I think we'll give them a much harder game. I think we're more prepared for it this time around. Um, the quality in our squad's improved since then. Um, the, I think the lads will be raring to go for this. And like I said, like we already mentioned a few times now, the fitness levels are going to be absolutely key. And we are a lot better. We're in a much better position than we were last season. So 2 1 to Man City, but I think it will be so, so close. Right, you're not coming back next week, Daryl. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Anyway, I'm not the next game, so I don't think I should be doing one. But there you go. There we are. <laughs> Andy, mate, we'll come to you next because I caught you off guard last week by coming to you first. So you can go second yeah, last week. Um, what is your prediction for this game? Well, if I'm getting kicked off for predicting a loss, then I think I need to go for a win, don't I? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I quite like Dan's prediction. I think lots of goals is sensible. I think both teams are just class, aren't they? I just can't believe that I'm in a position where I have to think about a prediction away at Man City. It's just mental. Like, why aren't we just turning around going 6 0 Man City, triple captain Harland, however? <laughs> it's, it's mad. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm going, so I'm going to be confident. I'm going to say we're going to sneak it. 2-1. Get us in the Champions League. We're smashing the lot. <laughs> there you are, 2-1. Well, I was I was on the fence with this one as well. I, I thought it would be a draw. Um, and for me, it's either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to be nil-nil or it's going to be like what Dan said and 2-all. Um, mm-hmm. I've obviously got to pick one. I'll Just to change it up, I'll go with a nil-nil draw, but I think it'll be plenty of action all over and I think this is going to be two goalkeeper kind of just one of those games where the keepers stop everything um, that comes in them. So, TNT yeah, sports. Go for it. TNT yeah. sports are going to be fuming if they pick that game, put it on at <laughs> 8 o'clock and it's still nil nil. Everyone just stop there at midnight. Like, great. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going for. Nil nil draw. Um, what do you think the, the score is going to be? Let us know in the comments below. Below? Below. Um, no. Interesting. Um, does anybody <laughs> want to add anything before we wrap this one up? I will. Um, just when we were talking about players who will be missing from the squad, and I know there's a couple of lads from Man City who have been linked with moves away, um, who may or may not feature as a result of that. And you've got it's. Uh, I know Laporte has been linked with a move, and that I think I saw that today. So Wednesday's to report Saudi, isn't it? Uh, to Saudi Arabia, Saudi. yeah. Um, and when I was watching maybe a little bit of Spanish football on Sunday night, being the hipster that I am for football these days. Uh, I was watching the Barcelona game and there was a lot of mentions about um, Barcelona being interested in bringing João Cancelo to the Camp Nou. Well, not the Camp Nou, but the Olympic Stadium where they're playing this season. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's a lot of noise around that move. And he was on one at Barcelona for the second half of last season. Oh no, he wasn't. He was at uh, Bayern Munich, but Barcelona were interested in him. So there, there is a lot of rumours about that being a potential move as well. And, they're sort of defensive options that Man City at the moment really can't afford to lose if we're thinking about how their the, the strength and depth in their squad. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that affects their selection for Saturday for me. Yeah, absolutely. There's anything could happen between now and Saturday, but we're not ITKs, so we do not know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's going to be weird getting a, uh, a lineup at six, seven o'clock. Uh, yeah. six o'clock for you guys and seven o'clock for me. It's going to be so weird. I'll be sitting down for me tea when the lineups come in. So uh, that's going to be an interesting <laughs> one. Um, but if you've liked this video, please scroll down from this and hit the little thumbs up. If you haven't liked it, scroll down and hit the thumbs down. It both counts for us. And Matty isn't here to tell you not to hit the thumbs down. But if you don't like it, that's what you do. Uh, if you want to know when new videos go live on this channel, you can hit the subscribe button. And once you do that, the little notification bell will be active and you can hit that to get notifications whenever we post new videos. We have a 
bucket load of content over the past week and more coming this week. Uh, you obviously have the Always Smiling Faces podcast every Monday. Uh, you have these match previews. You have the match reactions. Uh, Matty will sometimes have a, a, an away guest on for Beyond the Lines. You've got the FPL show. Uh, you've also got the Andy Sixth show, which is a new, I think it's bi-weekly, that one, uh, podcast that's doing the rounds. Uh, there's Canny Chatter, which will be back once Ian is back from his holly bobs. Um, and so much more. And there's the video of uh, Floodlights On as well, who talks about their photograph book that's coming out. Uh, so if you haven't checked any of that out, now this video is over. You can go and watch all of that goodness. And you can stay up until 8 o'clock when the kickoff happens <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> if you want to go one step further, you can become a member. It's $2.99 a month or $4.99 a month, depending on what you want to pay. It gets you early access to videos. It gets you access to the Telegram group and the Discord server. It also gives you the opportunity, just like Dan did today, to give his prediction or give your prediction for the upcoming game. Thanks, Dan, for doing that. Um, we will have another member's prediction next week. Um, so if you are a member, keep an eye on the Telegram group for the, the post for that and react and I'll pick it. Well, I spin a wheel. It's like, I'm like Michael McIntyre. I'll spin the wheel and I'll pick a name and uh, it will be your lucky day to uh, to do a match reaction. Yeah, <laughs> as I'm saying that, so maybe it's not that good. Um, thanks everybody for watching. We will see you in the next one. We go to Man City, full of confidence. Maybe he's a little bit wary of the scoreline. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.